0: How are you doing? Uh Patty here. And thank you once again. And as always, for downloading the It's Not All About Me podcast. A podcast uh featuring a guy with ME in a microphone. And that's me, Patty. Uh I'm always delighted. It's funny. Um I, I like binge watch a lot of television. Um, as as you imagine I would. So um I I think we're used. Uh, I'm certainly used, but I think we're getting more used as consumers to to binge things, and so they uh, you know you just go from one episode to the next. Um, but if you're if you're one of the people who is uh, waiting for a new episode of this show to come out, and then as last week and two weeks before that there wasn't an episode, um, that that's uh, it's disappointing for me. Uh, 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 you know, not to. Assume, but uh, you may have been slightly disappointed if, them. unfortunately, you know fortnightly shows have been the way it is for the last what month and a half now. Um, that's just an indication of how my health is doing, I guess. Um, so it's it's really cool actually, whenever I I sit down to record a show, because uh, especially after having to take another week off last week, um, because. You know, um, Maggie, my wife, uh, goes off to work. I put the kettle on. I sit down, you know, surrounded by the cats, laptop on, sort out all the technical bits, which really isn't that much, um, and then hit the red light. And it feels normal, you know. It feels useful. It feels participatory. Uh, And that's that's unfortunately not a... Um too familiar a feeling these days. Um, I think if you have ME or chronic fatigue syndrome or any other chronic illness that means you are um, one of the the missing, uh, however you define yourself, uh, to have that kind of fleeting sense of normality is is a real something I don't take for granted ever. So um, apologies. Uh, I should say, for not having a show last week. Uh, um, It's, you know, how the illness goes. Um, But we're here this week. It's not all about me. Probably will be a bit bit more this week. No guest this week. Um, A few things I want to kind of catch up on from previous episodes this week. uh, And then we'll we'll get on with our days. How about that? Uh, But for now, I hope you've got your coffee in front of you. Take a nice sip. right so where are we going to start um this week uh so one of the reasons i think i was so tired last week and and you know a bit sofa and bed bound was uh, obviously we had me awareness week uh all over the world and it seems to have done really fantastic it wiped me out I can tell you that and I I I didn't, you know, participate as much as others did. Um, I physically participated in a couple of things. Um I was quite funny whenever I went to whenever I I I get ill, you know, too ill to produce a show that week. I generally any bleep or bloop or bleep or tweet from my phone is just too much to handle, you know, so the Emails, text messages, WhatsApp, Facebook messengers, all that adds up. See the little notification numbers and just continue to ignore them because to process even a message sometimes is too much with this illness, as you probably know. So um, looking at my Twitter feed and, and, and seeing people who I know were incredibly active uh, during um, Emmy Awareness Week and see them the next week. Uh, tweeting and, and, and continuing to spread the awareness. It, it was kind of like, you know, the old student days, whenever you'd wake up with a terrible hangover and uh, you'd already have a message from a friend saying, do you want to go to the student union? You know, I was like, how are these people still going? Yeah, <laughs> so if, if you know, for everybody, I think it was, a, it was a rising success. So, you know, as the fabulous Katie King, who was the guest on last week's show, would say you know gold olympic medals to everybody um fine fine work i myself i was at the um i went to the support me support northern ireland support meeting um and uh you know that was a really great meeting really good organization um uh i went to a a meeting in a hotel in belfast uh, because i live in northern ireland uh for them uh And uh, they had a lot of really exciting announcements as an organisation. How they decided to spend their um, kind of their their float their their war chest for Awareness Week um, was incredibly exciting. They didn't they chose not to put on an event. They chose to do something else. I'm being a little bit vague because um, while there, I had the opportunity to sit down and record a a chat for the show with their founder and another member of the board. So um, uh, that'll be coming up next week. So I don't really wanna go into too much detail this week, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing that chat with you and uh, sharing the good work that ME Support Northern Ireland do, um, because um, there's some fabulous, and of course, as always, deeply sad stories came out of that chat. Um, but we'll share that next week. That that's That's already in the bag. You know, um, that's why I've got a skip in my step, because I kind of know once I record this show today, I've already got one recorded, and it's all down to just editing next week. Of course, I will leave that till Sunday evening or even Monday morning, because you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> I, I not just have Emmy, I, I, I'm I'm, all, I'm also, you know, I can be remarkably lazy as well, and I am getting, I'm able to differentiate the two, you know, <laughs> um, so about. Well, two episodes ago, on episode eighteen, uh, we were talking about how to answer the question "How are you doing?" and a few people have responded to that show um, on Twitter and uh, shared their their experiences. So I thought I'd share some of those with you to start the start the day today. Um, at wishuponastar Upon a Star sixty four said, uh, "Hmm, not an easy answer." I don't know how to respond when asked that question. Uh, again, we were talking about how do you. If someone says how you doing, how the heck do you answer that? Again, listen to episode eighteen for, you know, for me sharing my experience. But uh, yeah, at wish upon a star. Sixty four said, "Hmm, not an easy answer. I don't know how to respond when asked that question. Be honest. Do they really want to hear my answer? Who has the time to listen? For me, it depends on who asks. Often, nobody asks." They don't know how to respond, or they say, "Isn't there a pill you can take?" So that covers, I think. Yeah, thank you at Wish Upon a Star sixty four. Um, that covers a real panoply of of different options for for the response. Um, I've had all of those, so I can really identify with that. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, I, I can. Um, Caroline Renneri at Caroline Rineri. Um, said uh, good food for thought sure helps having people with me to express what we hold back from others loved ones just want to hear us respond great or doing much better at least in my mind so i hate to disappoint them um i really i I think if you're a regular listener to the show um caroline ranieri and everybody else uh i completely identify with that um and i love that you have the you have the awareness, the self-awareness to say uh, in your mind, that's what your loved ones want to hear, is you saying great or doing much better. Of course, that might not be the case. Um, but in my mind also, um, I, I really identify with uh, with that. And then having the people within me who you can kind of really share your thoughts with. And that that tweet, along with um, something that KT King said last week, I think, has shaped the, the kind of the chitty chat we'll have as the bulk of today's episode. Um, but thanks, Caroline. We'll, we'll come back to that. And uh, to finish, uh, Katie King from last week said, uh, uh, Hi, I learned to say fine or middling to fair to everyone except my very best friend and my dad. But even to them, I lie 90% of the time. If I have any advice... Tell the universe how you feel rather than people or ask directly for help when you need it. Big hugs to you. So that's Katie King at Katie King Books, our guest last week on the show. And again, um, sharing experience where whenever asked how you doing, she'll say fine, middling to fair. And even the people she's truthful with, she's only truthful with 10% of the time. Again, I love that. Really well put. And I can absolutely identify with that as well. Hold on, we'll take a quick coffee break. Right. Um, I don't need to go over the whole coffee break thing again, do I? No, okay, well, again, just to be brief, if we were sitting in a cafe, having a chat, I'd drink a coffee and you probably wouldn't slap it out of my hand in disgust and say, oh my God, he's drinking a coffee while talking. So that's why I don't edit those bits out because it'll be a pain in the rear end for me. And I have ME, so I can't be bothered doing that. (laughs) <laughs> right. So all those things um, especially what, what Caroline was saying there and what Katie was saying to uh, about being honest with either the the, the danger of um, one of feeling you're going to disappoint people if you're really truly honest, uh, going back to the first tweet as well from Wish Upon a Star sixty four, saying that do they even care? Do they even really want to hear the true answer? And then going forward to the people that we do trust with the answer, we're not we're not honest all the time. And I can identify with that collection of experience. I really can. Um, thank you, you three. And if you wanna respond to this ongoing discussion then obviously the uh you can tweet at any time and that is at zero all about me that's at zero all about me there's other ways to get in touch i'll repeat them at the end and they're in the show notes uh so i was thinking about this and then also combining it with uh, something katie king said in our chat last episode um and she talked about um coming out as somebody with ME, uh, which has really struck me. It was a phrase I, uh, I haven't really kind of considered before, uh, a concept I haven't really considered, although I probably talk about it every week, just as a neat little concept. I quite like that, and I thought we could spend a bit of time chatting about that. Um, I will say, before going on that, I, I have no desire whatsoever to um, uh, infringe or or uh usurp the use of the phrase coming out um in any way I, I i think it is a neat little um there's an understanding of what that means with regards to 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 a lot of other things and i i in no way um want to um diminish any other ways you way, you may come out i don't want to infringe on that i'm just using it as a as a as a neat little describer as kt king did so i, I you know, I mean no offense to anybody um by temporarily um using that phrase as a, uh, a as a way to talk about um revealing um your illness as opposed to revealing other things. Uh, just to clear that up. <laughs> you know. Don't wanna yeah, it's a nice uh it's uh wouldn't it be nice guys here. So um yeah, coming out with Emmy, um we talked about it briefly with KT King. Have you have you fully come out to your family with as having Emmy? Um, I I I mean, and what that means. I think it's an ongoing process. I don't think. I think friends, family, uh, all the people I know know that I have Emmy. They they know because you know I I I've had to move countries. On as a result, my entire family, uh, myself and Maggie, we've we've shift and our cats. Of course, we've you know we've we crossed an ocean. We've moved back to our hometown, uh, I, I, and also I can't work, so um, I I don't have a job. So it's pretty obvious, you know, pe- and and people know um, about my illness, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of not an issue really for me, is people know. It's more, I guess, about the details, isn't it? About what people understand of my illness and how much i want to share with that with people and uh and why Uh, and it's difficult i think like the text message like the tweet said it's difficult because there's a lot going on in my head about how people will react which really isn't fair is it because it's i don't know what's going on in other people's heads you know it would be incredibly arrogant to assume that i do um yet i will (laughs) So it's quite difficult in deciding how much information to share. Like the first person in the tweet said, do they really want to know? And the second person said, you know, will I disappoint them? And the third person said, you know, will I be honest anyway? And that, I think, is a really common collection of experiences I certainly identify. Uh, I find it, in, in being more open about my illness. I have found certain things in life to be a lot easier, I have to say. Um, I shared experience before, um, I can't remember the episode, but I went to a concert, um, which would have required standing up and, you know, concert stuff, right? Uh, and I realized I, when I got there, after traveling for quite a, a day as well, um, I would I, I would not last through the concert, and I really wanted to wanted to see it uh so um i i spoke to maggie and uh and asked if she might have a word with the staff and you know they were amazing and they put me in the um in the upstairs area for for people who would have maybe mobility issues and uh, i i thoroughly enjoyed the concert as a result and if i had not done that and there was a whole you know ethical moral thing going on which you can go back and find the episode and listen to and uh you know it, it, it was there's many moments that were deeply unpleasant uh, i learned a lot from that experience but in short you know i'm so glad i did because i got to enjoy the concert because i was i was um i wasn't trying to be brave i was a, i was saying hey uh, it would be really cool if i could have some sort of adaption some sort of modification to the experience here so i can enjoy it um and and just thinking, well, that that's that would be okay to ask for that, you know, which took a lot. And um, I think it's a combination of not wanting to give in to the illness, not wanting to admit that I have a, a, an illness. I think that's major. There's probably a pride thing there. There's also a guilt thing, which I've, I've talked about before and comes up an awful lot. Um, I think guilt's an interesting one. And of course, John Peters in his chat with us, Shared a fantastic piece of experience about guilt and why we shouldn't feel guilty. Um, I don't think I necessarily would say I feel guilty about my illness, um, but I think being honest, I think we could say I could say that I feel guilty sometimes that it's such a screwy illness, and um, I'm going to another concert in a month's time, and I I have booked. I had uh, good seats booked and then consequently after that original concert experience in Dublin, I called up the company and and, and said can I get seating in the disabled section, the reduced mobility section. Um, so I've done that ahead of time now because the experience was so much more enjoyable um, in the original concert. but. I think um, I what I do feel guilty about sometimes is that um, I I I I as you know with ME or chronic fatigue syndrome or other chronic illnesses I I'm not always bedridden I'm not always sofa bound and I kind of maybe feel a little bit of guilt about not um, having a permanent debilitating. Disability. Well, I do because you know if I didn't, I, I, you know, there's degrees of that, of course, and I am permanently uh, in a in a in a not great position because I'm I'm not working. Uh, you know, I can only do, I can only have so much cognitive processing in a, in a in an hour, in a day, and then I have to have a lie down and all that. Um, but I guess it's, I guess it's uh, it's that. Thing about worrying what other people think perhaps whether that's um people who don't have a disability or people who do have a disability you know how <laughs> you're caught in this no man's land in between where i'm like i want to say to the people who don't have a disability you know oh no i i can use the disabled bathroom um or i can't sit in this section even though it looks like i'm just you know um, you know skipping up the stairs uh with a coffee in my hand actually i'm 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 less well than it looks and then um but at the same time the people i sit beside in that section i kind of want to say look i appreciate that you you may be um you are clearly evidentially less mobile than i am and um and i you know uh there's a there's a i have some sort of guilt around that um god that's difficult isn't it i hope i'm being kind of clear here uh So, yeah, it's difficult, I think, with an illness that is inconsistent because it's inconsistent uh, in a good way as well. The inconsistency of my illness, I can look at it like I can't hold down a job because I don't know if I'd be able to attend a meeting next Wednesday. I don't know if I'll be able to reply to an email today at four o'clock. But it's also inconsistent in that I don't no, that I won't be able to do that either, you know. So I can go for a walk into town with with Maggie most days if she's with me, you know. I can enjoy friends visiting and maybe even go, go out for dinner. I can do that. I have done that recently, you know. Um, So there's that inconsistency of the illness, which we keep coming back around to which I think is difficult when it comes to inadverted commas coming out because um, it's it's hard to kind of describe and I think that maybe is why whenever people ask how you're doing it's such a hard question to answer because it changes hour by hour and that's quite a complicated thing to wrap your head around I think if you're not experiencing it, it's complicated to wrap your head around. If you are experiencing it, um, you know. Uh, so I think it's not it's not easy to be fully kind of honest and open with people about the illness because we often the answer might be we don't we don't actually know the answer to the question of how you're doing. You'd have to ask us it every half an hour. You know, so the, the inadvertent commas coming out, I think is important, but it might be more important to when coming out rather than saying I have an illness and, and uh, it's this and, and kind of say what the illness is and help people pronounce it. Um, uh, it's easy might, maybe to talk about the inconsistencies of the illness. I think that's maybe a good place to start rather than what the what the limits are. Uh that might be easier perhaps. I might try practicing that myself and then giving a general default. You know, my general default would be I'm on the sofa, you know, and can't leave the house without Maggie. That would be I guess the snapshots. It doesn't mean that I can't enjoy a meal out it doesn't mean I can't enjoy a walk in the park, or a trip to the shops, you know. But my default is sofa bound, in you know stiff and sore and, and not not really able to focus that well, um, and not not able to leave the house by myself. Oh, that's that's okay. That's and then whenever people ask how you're doing, I guess I can just riff off that. And I think as far as coming out with an illness I'm, I'm getting much better because I accept those defaults I think that's part of the problem is maybe it took me a long time for me to accept that and you know again I don't want to stress the um, the metaphor the an- analogy too much but that in other ways of coming out that might be um, a familiar experience that it was actually me who had to accept things first and get them right in my head and now that I have it's quite easy for me to come out and I can call up a concert venue and be like you know um hey do you do you have um reduced mobility seating and and you know I wouldn't question anybody i i you know i i I try to be a good person I try to take people at face value um and this might go back to that that text where it was talking about you know, assuming what other people, that we're going to disappoint people. um, I, I wouldn't question or judge somebody. If someone says, I have a disability, I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, they said they have a disability, but look at that, they're enjoying a hamburger. How can that be? <laughs> you know? Um, I wouldn't think that. Uh, so maybe I, I think I probably need to just, you know make that connection between well if somebody is sitting in a disabled or reduced mobility section they you know that's that um and and that's if someone's using a disabled toilet that's that uh i think maybe the problem lies as that person said in their second tweet uh, caroline venary i think it was said um you know maybe that's just in my mind and that's imply that's encouraging a lot of the kind of the guilt and the thinking. And if I just got over myself a bit more and accepted my illness and once I accept it, just be like, Alright, well there it is, that's how it is. Um I don't need to convince the world. I just need to accept it for myself and then, you know, I, uh, be grateful that there are places in concerts and and, and people who you you understand and uh, I mean that I can enjoy an experience as much as everybody else as can the person sitting next to me, whatever their reason for sitting there. Uh, Boy, yeah, that makes sense, I think. The other thing that prompted me to have this uh, rather elongated and rambling consideration of, coming out and and uh returning to the question of how you're doing was um a couple of friends now quite a few friends actually uh listen to this show and uh again i will stress i i I don't force my friends to listen to my show you know, I you know, don't have <laughs> listening parties like it's Game of Thrones and get everybody round and be like, oh, we no idea here what, what I say this time. This is fabulous. That would be monstrous. Um, tempting, but monstrous. So I don't do that. But regardless, a few of my friends listen to this show. And uh, it's really interesting how that works because... I have found out through their feedback that obviously I say a lot more on this show than I do to them. And people have said in a good way, and I've mentioned this before, they say, you know, oh wow, I know so much more about your illness than I did before. That's really good. But also a, a close friend of mine um, said the other day, you know, I, I learned so much more about your illness than I did before by listening to your show. And that might not be a good thing. You know, um, this show is a great outlet for me. I've said that before. People find it useful. People find get identification, you know, connection where this is an isolating illness. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I started doing the show. So um, that's a really good thing. But it did kind of strike home to me how little um, as, you know, that 10% that I share with my friends and wondering if I should increase that. Percentage with even a couple of friends, you know, because um, there were some episodes my friend was listening to, like the powerlessness episode, and and she was like, "I didn't know you were, you know, we speak almost every day, and you didn't tell me you were going through that," uh, which is interesting. Um, so it might be, I think, uh, necessary for me maybe to uh, be a bit more open and honest, just just with a couple of people, I think, and not again. Do you know what the problem is? I think I think I mostly identify with that text from that person who said, um, "You know, I don't want to disappoint. And will they even care?" As I as I record this, the fact is, it's not for me to decide for somebody else how much they care about me, and how much of my illness they want to hear about. That's that's not my decision. It's their decision. You know, people. I'm. I've. I've been having conversations for. You know, well over thirty-five years, (laughs) so I know how to communicate, and I know how a conversation works, and I, I, I I know how to listen to people, and I know if somebody is not interested, then they will give verbal and physical and all the kind of indicators to say, I'm not that interested. Uh, You know, um, it's not for me to assume that people either don't want to hear the bad stuff um, or aren't interested. You know, um, maybe my friends do want to have the detail. It's arrogant of me to assume they don't. It's arrogant of me to think, well, I could share that with a a friend who's who's very close to me or I could, you know, share it with the the microphone. Uh, Why can't I do both? You know, uh, I think it is arrogant of me to assume that my friends don't. That they can't, either manage the good, the bad, hearing the bad stuff, or can't manage. You know, uh, you know what, uh, Paddy. Just for today, I was actually asking how you doing because I'm having a kind of a hard day, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because if you, if a friend came to you and they were having a tough time, what would you do? You're a good person, right? Of course you are you would listen, you'd be there for them, and you'd be really glad that they felt they could share that with you. So why then do we assume people don't don't want the same whenever the shoe's on the other foot? That they don't want to be there for us. That's so maybe a little inhibiting, I suppose. Um, not not giving people the opportunity to care. Um, there there's people in my life I know who care. So uh, it's, it's, I think, I, again, to use the analogy one last time, you know, obviously I have come out. I think I can be more consistent, though, um, and uh, continue to progress that journey with friends, though, and allow them to to be more present in and, and participatory in my illness uh, and share more with them. Because um, that's exactly what I would do and have done for them um, so I think it's wrong for me to not allow them to help me as uh, as um, Katie King suggested, you know, if, if I need help I'll ask directly for it and uh, I can ask the universe which I guess in a way is what I kind of do whenever I'm talking into this, this microphone with the red light on top you know, uh, but also um I think I can, I can do better with being more open with a couple of friends because, you know, um, I'm the first one to answer the phone whenever they're having a tough day. And, uh, yeah, why wouldn't I? So why shouldn't they? Uh, yeah, so that, it's, it's not the coming out, it's the staying out, I think, um, but I'll stop using that analogy and uh and continue that's a bit rambly today I I hope that I mean it's a bit string of consciousness but uh I got to a conclusion so I hope you got some identification from it um, I really do uh it's been very helpful to me so I'm going to I'm going to Uh, stop recording in in a couple of minutes and then, you know, phone a friend and say, hey, I'm uh, I'm tired today. And they'll probably be like, I really couldn't give it up? (laughs) Let's talk about Game of Thrones or RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, But I will give them the opportunity to hear, you know, about my illness before I talk about Game of Thrones or RuPaul's Drag Race. Or, which I, I I haven't watched, but I understand it's very good. I have watched Game of Thrones, but not RuPaul. Okay, so that kind of wraps up today's episode. As I said, um, next week uh, we have um, my chat from ME Support Northern Ireland, which I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. It was my first in-person chat, uh, which was a new experience. I'm I'm yet to edit it. I had a little listen and I think the audio was good, but I'm kind of worried about editing it next week as well, but we'll see. Um, So that's coming up next week. Um, If you want to come on the show, if you want to get in touch, if you want to share your experience, please do. Um, You can reach the show at Twitter at zero all about me. Uh, you can get us on email at it's really not all about me at gmail.com there's a closed facebook group it's not all about me podcast um i think that's about it yeah uh please subscribe to the podcast in whatever way you're listening to this on your your podcast app or your streaming or whatever please subscribe please share it as well if you think it might be useful to people And if you happen to have the time, an iTunes review would be really cool as well. We've got a few reviews now, and that's really nice to see. Thank you to the folks who did that. Um, Whenever I have the energy to record the show, I always think about um, all the exciting things that I'd like to do with the show in the future. Uh, This is episode 20, which is really cool in a way. You know, um, 20 episodes. 20 times the mic's been on. We've had quite a few guests now. Um, I'd love this show to be weekly. Whenever I am well, it can. I'm kind of proud that we've never gone um, more than, you know, we've never missed more than a week. Uh, There's things I'd love to do with the show. And if I had the energy, I would. But then again, I suppose if I had the energy, I might not be doing the show. I might be, you know, participating in the world in some other way. Uh so I'm kinda I'm grateful that I uh, I have the show and I have you guys. I have exciting to me, perhaps alone. <laughs> let's not make assumptions, Patty. Um we'll spend a whole forty minutes talking about how we're not gonna do that. Okay. Uh I I have exciting things I'd like to do in the future. Um I need an intern. That's what I need, really. Would you like to do an intern? If if you'd like to be an intern, I don't even know if I'm using that name that word correctly. If you want to help out in the show. Get in touch with me. I'd be really grateful. Um, Because there's a lot of cool things I'd like to do. And I just don't have the energy to do it. Uh, Slowly. Slowly we'll roll it out. It's a chronic illness. I've got time right. Right. Till next time though. It's been great being back with you. Thank you for listening. And getting in touch. And you know, encouraging the show to continue. I very much appreciate it. Um, If you want to come on the show, get in touch. But till next week, as always, take care of yourself and each other. Cheers.